shoulder. There was the one of cheering people in matching shirts at a basketball or football game. It was like there was a checklist that all the schools had to follow. Have we included Professor Pointing at Blackboard full of equations? Do we have classroom of smiling, engaged students staring at nothing? Worse than that were the catchphrases. They were always something like, We give you the keys to unlock the door of success. She dropped the legs of the chair back down to the floor and flipped back to the blank page and the question. The letters arrived last May and were promptly stolen by some dudes on a beach a few months later. Ah, yes, that was the other problem with this essay, the horrible ending. In August, she was on the Greek island of Corfu, standing on the white sand of a gorgeous beach. The only envelope she had left to open was the very last one, and she decided to do this just as soon as she had a little swim. She'd been on a ferry for twenty-four hours, baking in the sun on the deck, and the water here was so very, very beautiful. Her friend Carrie decided to swim naked. Ginny went into the warm, clear waters of the Aegean wearing her clothes. They left their backpacks in the care of their three male friends who fell asleep on guard duty. High above, on the white rocks overlooking the water, two boys on a scooter stopped and surveyed the scene. Jenny was bobbing up and down in the waves and watching the ocean meet the sky. She remembered the sound of Carrie screaming and yelling. She remembered climbing over some rocks to find Carrie dancing around in a towel, naked and crying, and saying something about the bags being gone. Jenny looked up to see the scooter ripping away from the scene, back up the rough path, back to the road above. And that was it. Letter number 13 had been ripped right out of her life by some petty thieves who wanted her crappy backpack. Lesson learned? Do not go swimming in the Aegean and leave the single most important document in your life in a bag on the beach. Take that, college. Her eyes drifted away from the essay to the little red light in the corner of her screen, the light that symbolized Keith. Keith was the actor-playwright she met when she was following the directions in her third letter, the one in which she had to give five hundred pounds to a starving artist. She found Keith's play in the basement of Goldsmiths College, and she bought all the tickets for the entire run, making him the first person to ever sell out the tiny student theater he was working in, also accidentally ensuring that no one would ever see his show. He was intense, hilarious, bizarrely confident, handsome, in a scruffy, poor London art student way. But most mysterious of all, he was fascinated by her. He called her his mad one. To be clear, and she reminded herself of this fact daily, Keith was not her boyfriend. They were kind of something. That was how they had left it, in those exact words— their relationship was deliciously and frustratingly ambiguous, always flirty, never defined. When Ginny first returned to America, they were in touch every day. The time difference made it tricky. He was five hours ahead, but they always managed it. Around Thanksgiving, he got into some show he called a panto, so between rehearsals and his school schedule, his time online had decreased dramatically. For the past few weeks, Ginny had perched herself at her desk every night, waiting for that little light to turn from red to green, signifying that he was online. 
It was 7.30 now, which meant it was 12.30 in London. Tonight was probably going to be one of those nights he never came online at all. She hated those nights. She checked her email instead. There were several messages, but the one that caught her eye was from someone named Oliver273 at easymail.co.uk. Someone else from England was trying to reach her, someone she didn't know. She opened it. What she found was a picture, a big blue square that filled the screen. It took her brain a moment to realize that it was a scan of a piece of blue paper with very familiar handwriting. It took almost a full minute more for her to fully accept what she was seeing. Number 13. Dear Ginny, let me tell you about the division bell. The division bell will tell you a lot about England.